Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This is going to be Genesis chapter 33, and this is the reunion of uh, Jacob and Esau. Remember that uh, they didn't part on good good uh, situation when they left each other, but now uh, things are going to be reconciled. That's a good thing. Verse 1, And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and beheld Esau come, and with him four hundred men, and he divided the children unto Leah, and unto Rachel, and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. This is the first time that we're going to notice a favoritism here to Joseph, and uh, some explanation here will help. Some have criticized Jacob's arrangement of the camp because it appears that he is putting the handmaids and their children in the most dangerous position. It would be a natural thing, however, in the Middle East for a clan leader to show off his family and possessions in such a way that the best and most highly favored is saved until the last. Verse 3, And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Notice that uh, in the blessing that was given to Esau and and Jacob, that uh, Esau was to be the servant of Jacob, and here Jacob is calling himself thy servant to Esau. Then the handmaidens came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And he said, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, These are to, be, these are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother, keep that thou hast unto thyself. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought with that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough, and he urged him, and he took it. And he said, Let us Take our journey, and let us go, and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with which with, with young are with me. And if men should override them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come unto my Lord unto Sarah. And Esau said, Let me now leave with, with thee some of the folk that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. So he's going to leave some soldiers with him to guard them and, and help them on their way. As Jacob passed over Jab- Jabbok in the, early mo- in the early morn, the glittering of spears and lances in the sunlight among the dark <clears throat> pine forest betokened the approach of Esau with his 400 men. But Jacob had nothing more to fear. The only real contest was over. It was necessary when Jacob returned to take possession of the land and of the promises that all that was passed in his history should be passed, and it was so. Never after that night did Jacob again contend with carnal weapons, and though old name 
And, and although the old name of Jacob reappears again and again by the side of his new designation, it was to remind both him and us that Jacob, though halting, is not dead, and that there is in us always the twofold nature, alike of Jacob and of Israel. What now followed, we cannot tell better than in the words of a recent German writer who said, Jacob, who in his contest with the angel of Jehovah, had prevailed by prayer and entreaty, now also prevails by humility and modesty against Esau, who comes to meet him with 400 men. As already hinted, Esau had probably been just engaged in, what, in, that, in that warlike expedition to Mount Seir, which resulted in his conquest of the land where, where he afterwards settled. The, this account for his appearance at the head of an armed band Possibly he may at the same time have wished to have the revenge of giving anxiety to his brother and of showing him the contrast between their respective positions, or he may to the last have been undecided how to act towards his brother. At any rate, under the overruling guidance of God and overcome by the humility of Jacob and by the kindliness of his own heart, Esau fell upon the neck of his brother, embraced and kissed him. With reluctance, he accepted the rich presence of Jacob and he offered to accompany him to the end of his journey with his armed men, a proposition which Jacob declined in a friendly spirit. Thus the two brothers, long separated in affection, were reconciled to each other. Their good understanding remained undisturbed till the day of their death. Verse 16, So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir, and Jacob journeyed to Succoth, or Booths, and built him, an, built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padaram, Padanaram and pitched his tent before the city. Centuries from this time, Jesus would give his sermon on the, to the woman at the well, which Jacob had dug near this spot. And he bought a parcel of a field where he had, where he had spread his tent at the hand of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of money. And he erected there an altar and called it el Elohe Israel, which means El, which is God, is the God of Israel. <clears throat> there was nothing in Jacob's language to his brother, which when translated from Eastern to our Western modes of conduct and expression, is inconsistent with proper self-respect. If he declined the offer of an armed guard, it was because he felt he needed not an earthly host to protect him. Besides, it was manifestly impossible for cattle and tender children to keep up with a Bedouin warrior band. While Esau therefore returned to Mount Seir, there to await a visit from his brother, Jacob turned in a northwesterly direction to Succoth, a place still east of Jordan, and afterwards in the possession of the tribe of Gad. Here he probably made a lengthened stay, for we read that, for we read that he built him a possession of the, we built him a uh, house and made booths for his cattle, whence also the name of Succoth or booths. At last Jacob once more crossed the Jordan and came in peace to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. The words seem designedly chosen to indicate that God had amply fulfilled what Jacob had asked at Bethel to come again in peace. But great changes had taken place in the country. When Abram entered the land and made, made this his first resting place, there was no city there. And it was only the place of Shechem. But now the district was all cultivated and possessed, and a city had been built, probably by Hamor the Hivite, the father of Shechem, who called it after his son. From the children of Hamor, Jacob bought the field on which he spread his tent. This was the portion which Jacob afterwards gave to his son Joseph. And here the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought out of Egypt, were, at least at one time, buried. Far more interesting than this, we know that by the well which Jacob 
their Doug sat many centuries afterwards, David's greater son, to tell the poor sinning woman of Samaria concerning the well of water springing up unto everlasting life. The first non-Jewess blessed to taste the water of which whosoever drinketh shall never thirst. Here Jacob erected an altar and called it Elohe Israel, God, the, the God of Israel. Uh, that's the end of chapter 33. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, and, and I enjoy reading the book of Genesis. I hope you are too. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.